live streaming is on. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is May the 14th. 2020 strong hand long-term thinking bitcoin is the next bitcoin one bitcoin equals one bitcoin unconfiscatable i'm offended by selling this is where the big boys play this is your home of bitcoin insider information hey hello my elite friends how you doing if you got questions i got answers type them in there follow me on twitter at techball t-e-c-h-b-a-l-t on twitter yeah that's the epicenter that's the center of the Meister, the Bitcoin Meister ecosystem. I want to remind everyone tomorrow is Friday, 2 p.m. on the East Coast. That is 11 a.m. in Los Angeles is this week in Bitcoin. We've got uh, three awesome guests for you. Adam Moore uh, from Pennsylvania, uh, Phil Geiger, and uh, Kyle Kemper returns from Canada, from Ottawa, after three years of not being on the show. All right. Fitting in is overrated, dudes. Keep it up. Keep up. Keep up the good work, my unique beast. Hey, Libra, back in the headlines again. It's it's so funny how the the mainstream Bitcoin media can kind of lead you astray. For months and months, you would see headlines. This entity quit quit the Libra Association. This entity, this bank, this credit card company. It, all the all the entities quitting, quitting. And all along I was saying, they're going to do their thing eventually. Just be patient. But everyone was trying to say it was dead. It was over. Look at all the people quitting. Now the opposite is happening. Oh, every, there's new articles that are coming out. That who, who is this? First Sovereign Wealth Fund joins Libra Association. It's some some wealth fund from Singapore. They say it's a big deal, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, it was just it's just a matter of time. They're getting we're one day closer to the future here. One day closer to an all-time high, one day closer for to Libra becoming a reality. They had to change their game plan a little bit what it exactly was, but now you're getting it's starting to hype up again. Others others are joining the association. It's the complete opposite of what we were hearing uh, six months ago. So this is what you got to you got to be calm in this space. You can't blow things out of proportion. And just because the media is saying it's dead, look at all the people quitting. Just be measured here. Long term thinking. And uh, is Libra going to happen this year? Uh, probably not. Twenty twenty one. I I'm not going to hold my breath. But it will happen, and it will bring people. The reason I keep talking about it is. <laughs> God forbid that you buy it. Oh, God forbid. But because it will get so many people into cryptocurrency, into Bitcoin. Uh, and I and I believe that a, a company should be able to print their own money like Libra well, sort of will be doing. Okay. So there, there you go. Uh, for all the people who said it was dead, now you're getting the opposite. And, uh, and it'll, it'll probably ramp up so much that they'll be saying it's the, it's the best thing ever. It's better than Bitcoin. No, don't take it to that level either. That, that, that's what's coming in, in the next few months after a really big name joins the association, right? They'll be like, oh, it will be better than Bitcoin because Citibank joined. And now I'm not saying Citibank's joining, but you, you get the picture. All right, pound that like button. So this is something very that you're only going to hear here, okay, what I'm about to tell you. This is home of insider information. 
There's a site out there called Bit, BitRank. BitRank. Bit, BitRank Verified. It's linked to below. Now, uh, someone tweeted this out and said, I found the publicly available surveillance tool free to use. They have all the all Bitcoin addresses flagged as either low, medium, or high risk with various indicators. Okay, so you can go to this site. You can type in a Bitcoin address or an Ethereum address and see how they rank it. If it's a, it's a dangerous address, if it's a safe address, uh, managed risk and streamline compliance is what a bit bit rank verified does okay so they're all about helping companies be kyc aml comp compliant uh you know if, if you have this tool you can make sure you're not doing business with someone that has a dirty ethereum dirty ethereum or bitcoin address so you, you're getting an inside glimpse they're giving you the the tool to see how they rank every bitcoin and, and ethereum address on earth uh, it, it's a snitch type site. It's a uh, informant type of site. See how the informants think, and uh, see. I mean, you you can gain uh, some some knowledge and understanding, and maybe uh, how to how to avoid such uh, how to uh, how to make your address if you care. Uh, make your addresses if you want to make them. Uh, scarier to these people then you could do that uh, too it, it, the ones that are sent to the mixing ones are ranked the lowest okay uh the the, the, the least compliant so yeah but then again that's that's the most uh, privacy so play around over there uh it's a, it's an enlightening uh site and i i don't think you're going to hear about it any, anywhere else okay so and you, you get uh i mean this is unfortunately uh, there, there is a, a market for this type of thing. And so they're uh, fulfilling that market need. And but but you can uh, you can uh, be, be an adversary and uh, play around over there, too. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't I don't support uh, what they, uh, you know, make, making everyone be compliant to the to the government and not dealing with certain uh, Bitcoin addresses, Ethereum addresses, whatever. So speaking of, uh, well, uh, he, he, Alex Gladstein is, is a dude who uh, believes in privacy. <laughs> speaking of privacy, he's got a tweet out there that says, wealthy people, corporations, and governments can obtain more Bitcoin than others. Okay, but no matter how rich they are, you can't change the rules confiscate your savings, censor your transactions, prevent your access, or print more. That's a big deal. Yes, that is the big deal. So yes, of course, people that have act, who have access to all sorts of money can buy more Bitcoin than you can, okay? But they can't take away your Bitcoin. They can't change the rules. They can't print more Bitcoin. They can't censor your transactions. So there you go. That that's that's the big deal because a lot of people get distracted. Like, oh, I'm I'm in so late, and uh, these rich people. What what if uh, uh, government officials print a bunch of money and they buy a bunch of Bitcoin? That that's unfair. You, you can worry about all sorts of scenarios. Okay, um, you know, be try value your wealth in Bitcoin. You get more and more Bitcoin, 
And then you understand that even if some dude you don't like at Wells Fargo bought a, has a lot more Bitcoin than you, he can't take away your Bitcoin. Uh, and guys, we're, we're after the halving now. Keep on spreading the halving hype. Tell the people that the halving has happened. Tell the people that the new supply has been cut in half. We're still hyping the 2020 halving. Okay, people are still waking up to it. Now, of course, there are plenty of people who woke up to it and also woke up to the uh, worldwide financial situation due to the, the, the panic, the manufactured panic, and all the trillions of fiat that's being printed all over the world. And Nick Carter reminds us, as virtually any exchange operator, a uh, huge burst of enthusiasm for Bitcoin in the last couple months. Orange coin was built for times like these. So apparently there, there's been an increase in new user signups at exchanges. Now, do those users uh, know? They're going to have to learn the hard way to get their Bitcoin off of there if they're buying Bitcoin. But uh, it's, it's clear from Nick talks to a lot of people, he says, that the, the operators, I guess, are making a lot of money, uh, the, the, the guys who own these exchanges, because people are uh, individuals out there want to get, get a piece of the pie. Uh, and, hey, you can't blame them with everything that is going on out, out there today. So I, I, am I a fan of exchanges? No, I'm not a fan of exchanges. But I understand if those dudes are happy, then I probably should be happy also. <laughs> that I should be that I should understand that uh, the newbies, the noobs are coming in, the fiat's being turned into Bitcoin. That makes me uh, that that pleases me. Okay, now I value my wealth in Bitcoin. Get get more. I'm glad that people are are getting more Bitcoin. I'm I'm always getting more Bitcoin. Always. Don't, don't be satisfied. Remember, this is called the One Bitcoin Show. You get that one Bitcoin, then you, you aim for two, then three, then 10, then 100, then 200, 10. Who knows how much? Here is an article, Lightning for you Lightning Network freaks. Well, before we, get, before we go there, um, let me just check uh, over here to say hi to everyone. We got uh, South Africa's in the house. JC, baby. Uh, okay, no, no questions. Good. You can type them in there. Ah, uh, yes, no fancy sets or graphics here, dudes, but I am getting a better laptop in, uh, it should be in my possession in uh, two weeks, a little over two weeks, right? Is that, yeah, yeah, something like that. I'll be back. I don't even know what day it is anymore. No, that doesn't make sense. No, yeah, 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 in, in like 16 days, 17 days. Okay, back to uh, reality here, back to Lightning Network. Let's talk about the Lightning Network here. Three surprising ways people are using Bitcoin's Lightning Network. Bitcoin's Lightning Network isn't just for payments anymore. Here are three emerging use cases for the second layer solution, according to Lightning Lab CEO Elizabeth Stark. So it's a good article. It talks, talks about a presentation she did. Udi was also there. Now, we know about two of these because I, I've talked about these before on the show. Lightning Chat. Lightning Gaming, we, we've given examples on the show. You get insider information. You didn't need Elizabeth to tell you that. But then there's something called Lightning DeFi. <laughs> and Udi almost left the room when, when, that, when that was mentioned. Uh, yeah, you can, you can complicate anything financially, okay? Uh, and there, there's a lot of people, we've said it on the Ethereum side of things. There's a demand for that. People love the financialization and, and complication 
in, in terms of uh, cryptocurrency. So why not bring that to uh, loans and interest and all that to, to Lightning also? Hey, this is where the big boys play. If you don't like it, then you don't have to participate in it. But there is going to be Lightning DeFi also. So hey, hey, create. Don't complain. Compete. Don't complain. Let them do that over there. She, they go into depth and you know, give a little bit more explanation of what that really is in the article linked to below. China, China, have you not heard China news for a while? Oh, this is actually an interesting tweet because it's by someone who, uh, I don't know if this person's in China, but they, they're translating an article that's from the Communist Party, the, the Communist Party heads in China in, in, a, in a certain province. And it's, it's a little bit, the translation here is in broken English, but it, it shows you this is real. If you're concerned, those of you, there, there's, I always get emails from people saying, hey, what if China shuts down all the mining? Uh, it's not exactly legal there now. Oh, I'm so worried. But here's something that's the opposite. Uh, China speeds up legalization of Bitcoin mining. The highest level of government officials of Ganzi, the heart of mining in Sichuan, said there are highly they highly support crypto mining industry on blockchain industry development seminar held lately. So okay, they had a blockchain development seminar that was held recently, and some of the party heads in the in the province said that they uh, support. Uh, cryptocurrency mining. And that does mean a lot because the, the party heads make all the decisions. It's not the, the mayors or the governors or whatever. It's it's the communist party heads in, in, in the in the provinces. So that's positive. It's a little something a little bit different. You can see all the Chinese uh, writing their Mandarin language, whatever the heck it is. Uh, it, it's it's linked to below. So th there's your answer, people. Um, looks like they're going in another direction. But they, they can change their mind so much. Don't value your Bitcoin wealth in uh, China decisions. We <laughs> Don't panic when you hear it. Don't go too happy when you hear the news because they can change. They lie. They do all sorts of things. And yes, it's over there. The government does decide. At the end of the day, the Communist Party does decide what direction they're going to go in. Hey, I say more. Do what you're going to do, dudes. If you let the... I hope they do let the mining continue. Okay, as it, I mean, wh why why worry everyone? Uh, and but if they don't, then the other nations, uh, other private entities and nations will pick up the slack, including here in the United States of America. It's pretty clear. And here's a Nick, another another Nick Carter. Uh, this is about tokens on uh, on blockchains that aren't the native token. It's and this is an interesting. I mean, if you care, well, it's it's interesting to think about this. It's pretty clear that the main challenge public blockchains face if they make themselves amenable to tokens is resisting monetary invasion from foreign assets like USD. How can you convince someone to own the native unit if they aren't transacting with it? So th this is a really good point. Um, Ethereum, all these stable coins are on top of it. And people say that's that's great. You know, you can do so much. On, you can do so much with Ethereum, and, and I think people should be exper experimenting with it. But let's say you had something that was like Ethereum, like Tron, okay, and it, it had a bunch of stable coins on it. 
And that's all people were using it for, uh, just stablecoin movement. And no one actually transacted with Tron. Well, that's quite a conundrum there, isn't it? Like, is Tron worth anything then? Because no one's actually using the Tron. They're just using the blockchain to have these tokens on top of it. I don't, I don't know the, I mean, the markets are so irrational. They don't even, the people buying this stuff that are speculating on it, that they don't really think that deep. Like I'm buying, a, I'm buying the native currency to this blockchain, but no one's actually using it there. And, and I'm not saying that's what's going on with Tron right now, but we're going to have examples of this out there. And uh, I think on Ethereum more, there's more transactions with the uh, stable coins than with Ethereum itself. I, I, th- I don't, I don't, don't don't quote me on that, but it's close. I mean, there's tremendous there's tremendous token usage. Yeah, I I, I assume if you add up all the tokens out there, the ERC twenty one is etc. That that they uh, token usage outnumbers Ethereum uses. Now people do actually use Ether also for stuff. Okay, uh, but that's that's why I gave the Tron example there. So yeah, it is a legitimate threat to. Uh, or a legitimate question with these uh, blockchains, but hey, that's why I'm glad. Uh, uh, you know, that, that's why Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. It doesn't have to worry about this uh, token nonsense. I mean, people are using Bitcoin on Bitcoin, uh, but with these other things that have tokens built on top of them, we'll see how they, they evolve. If people wake up to the fact that wait, I'm, I'm using a what's the value of the native uh, currency if no one's using it, but everybody's using some token on top of it. Okay. Now, a, a friend of mine, he, here's a good sign when Adam gets a random email like this. Just read an article talking about how Chase now has Coinbase and Gemini Trust as clients. This guy is not a guy who holds any Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. He just sent me that. He saw it pop up in the news. He thought of me. He emailed me. That's bullish. That's bullish right there. It would be better if the dude actually bought some Bitcoin <laughs> than say, oh, I'm thinking about Adam. I just read a Bitcoin article. Now, uh, hey, fiat freaks are happy. You want to you want to see the numbers in the five digits because you need that confirmation that you're really in the five digit. We're in the five digit realm, dudes. We're in the five digit realm. It's just a matter of time until we never return to the four digit realm. But you're still so today there's been a lot of trying to get into that five digit realm. But I, I remind everyone because uh, I mean, what was it five days ago now? I lose track of time. Uh, people were so sad. Oh, it's eight eight thousand two hundred dollars. Oh, it's the end of the world. And just just like that, just like that, everyone's bullish again. Uh, you you, you got to take it. Just don't go too crazy. It should, and it's just a reminder of how impulsive people are. Don't get down when it drops. What's going on today reminds you that, yes, it dropped like $1,500 in an hour a few days ago. But now look, so you don't let things like that get you down. Mauricio, who has been on my show before, who is the guy behind Ledin in in Toronto, he sent me this uh, information on Twitter. So I'm going to share this but because he's in motion and there's a demand for this type of product. But I just want to say, value your wealth in Bitcoin. Uh, if you just own the Bitcoin, I think you're in pretty darn good shape. But there are people who want this interest stuff in this U.S. dollar coin. And a lot of these people are in like Venezuela 
and other countries with horrible currencies. So, of course, they're going to want to value their wealth in dollars uh, more than their native currencies. And they're going to want interest on those dollars, which are stable coins. And so he provides this service for them. He's helping out people in these uh, countries that have horrifying currencies. Um, he shared this. He could not be more proud of his team today. Uh, we're super excited to announce our strategic collaboration with Gen Capital, the launch of our U.S. dollar coin savings account. Now you can shelter your savings from inflation and earn the top risk adjusted rate on your Bitcoin and U.S. dollar coin. So uh, there are people that are so traumatized by inflation that they value their wealth in U.S. dollar coin. They want interest on it. And he, pr he provides this service. And this is something people are going to keep on demanding, uh, even though I have said it many a time, Bitcoin is my stable coin and I get interest on my Bitcoin through the crypto dividend process. So I don't I don't need a third party like Ledin, but a lot of people do. A, lo a, a lot of people apparently do. And again, he Mauricio is is in motion. You can't uh, uh, you can't fault him for being in motion. And there are going to be a lot of people in this space that are dabbling I mean, should he be sent to the Inquisition because he dabbles in uh, he provides a business. He started a business, took so much risk and provides uh, a business that involves stable coins and interest and, and third party holding and stuff like that. Uh, you don't have to participate in it, but there are plenty of people uh, that be like, yeah, he, why, why could you have such a person on your show? Oh, <laughs> you should he should be sent to the Inquisition. We'll get into more of the, the Inquisition stuff Uh you know, I, I made up this term. I, you guys are familiar with it. It's just some of these people have made Bitcoin to them. It's such a cult that if you do anything that they say is wrong with Bitcoin, you're, you're cut. That's it. You're, you should be uh, canceled. And it, it's really surprising some of the dudes uh, who participate in that and what they send you privately. Uh, I'll just uh, you, you got we'll talk more about it on another day. So, uh, and it had, anyway, so uh, I just want to tell people who are interested about my travels, bam, I know where I'm going after Baltimore, Asheville, North Carolina. I've always wanted to go there. It's usually quite expensive to stay there. It's they're trendy hipsters there. I've been curious. I, I, I have not been really to that part of the country, Southern mountainous region, whatever you want to call it. Asheville is very unique, very unique climate. Uh, Never so June 3rd to July the 15th, I will be in Asheville, North Carolina. And of course, I'm getting a good deal. And I'm glad I'm gonna finally be able to see this part of the country. And uh, you know, you could people can get down that it's very difficult to travel outside the United States right now, but it's given me the opportunity to travel to a place I've always wanted to see in the United States. And I I picked that July 15th end date. Because I, I do know there are some certain European countries that should uh, it should become easier to go to by then. I mean, that's ridiculous how far away that is. It should be easy to go to there now, but we're not going to get into that. And yes, it's not just me with this YouTube. YouTube has been terrible with processing videos for a lot of different people. So again, this the video that was yesterday took an incredibly long time to process so people did not see it right away unless they saw it live. Uh, if you go, if you went to disruptmeister.com for the first nine hours, you couldn't see it. But it's not just happening to me. It's it's happening to, there are a lot of people complaining about this. So what can I what can I say? 
um, this video too probably will be delayed. So if you're watching this live, you're you're getting to see this before a lot of other people. And so when the YouTube is delayed, the process is, is delayed, I can't convert it to audio form. So that gets delayed. So people listening to this on the podcast are like, why have your shows been later lately? Well, now this is the reason YouTube is taking a while to process everybody's videos. Don't know. I mean, there's a lot going on there at, at YouTube. They're not, they're not in the office anymore. They've got algorithms running everything and kicking people off of their platform for no good reason. But hey, we're, we're still here uh, and new show every day. So pound that like button. Moon is fuel. Moonshine fuel said this yesterday. Now we're in the Beyond Bitcoin part of the show. So if you want to tune out, you can tune out. I don't give a darn. Uh, best move for you, Adam, was getting out of the rental business. Can't imagine how screwed you'd be if you pursued rental housing right now. Dude, that is a tremendous understatement. I, I, I can imagine how screwed I would be. I've, I've talked about in the past, you know, people the rental situations, how people think it's so great. You could just, you could, they just print the money. They, if you do section eight, the government just gives you the money. Oh, it's so easy to be a landlord. Look at all the money I can bring in. And now their landlords are bringing no money because rent is illegal in certain cities. Ooh, if you want to collect rent, no, you can't collect rent. And Ben Shapiro yesterday made an excellent point and tied it into rentals. Los Angeles is extending the lockdown to July 50. I mean, it's so ridiculous into August. They're going to say, no, we'll still have some form of lockdown. Now, they might ease it up, but they're still using the term lockdown. Uh, and part of Ben Shapiro theorizes that part of it is so that they can say, well, we're still in an emergency lockdown situation, even though it's you can get your hair cut now, maybe. But that means renters still don't have to pay rent. And so it's going to allow people – some people's you – know, renters haven't had to pay rent in these – big cities uh what since march since march so that's a many months they're getting off so some people were saying well at the end then at the end uh, one, once things come back they'll have to pay it all back but so much time has gone by that many of their leases have expired so they'll just they're just leaving they're, they're going to leave their leases and they won't have to pay anything this gives renters if they what what the Part of what's happening here is it unintended consequences. Do the, do the mayors mean to do it? I think they mean to do it. It's it's going to let these people never have to pay any rent at all. There's not going to be any back end because their lease will have already expired because they're extending this for so long. So uh, they, they, there's just another reason uh, why you don't want to be in real estate uh, moonshine. Uh, it just uh, the, these uh, extending lockdown translates to more uh, – you don't have to pay your rent and more likely you can just, you're just going to leave without paying any, ever paying any rent. Uh, and that's it. Click on the square. I was going to, I was going to leave with, I'm not, we already went beyond. That's fine. Uh, click on the squares there that you see. Uh, they'll take you to past shows of mine. What else do we got here? All right, dudes. Very good. Pound that like button, everyone. I don't see any more questions. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. I'm defiance, not compliance, dude. Don't be a freaking uh, bootlicker. And uh, remember, 2 p.m. tomorrow, I'm going running very soon. Defiance out on the streets of L.A., DisruptMeister.com. I will see you guys tomorrow, 2 p.m.
Eastern time, 11 a.m. Uh, West Coast time for this week in Bitcoin. Stop 